Low Elo is made possible thanks to the generous support of listeners just like you. For more information, visit lowelo.com. I'm, yeah. Oh, wait, let me adjust myself so I. You're listening to the only Mega Legend podcast that can easily kill everyone. You're listening to Low Elo. To Low Elo. <laughs> This week in North America, Curse goes undefeated in three games. Solo Mid picks up two, dropping one to CLG with a dominating performance from Link on Syndra in the mid lane. Across the pond in the EU, SK Gaming goes 2-1, picking up games against Copenhagen Wolves and Evil Geniuses, while favorite Gambit Gaming loses two including a match against underdog Giants Gaming. This is Low Elo, episode 60. I'm your host, Jeff Wyckoff, a.k.a. Eat Gamer, and with me, as always, is Dave Quarles, a.k.a. Compy386. So welcome back, Jeff. Thank you. Glad. It's uh, wonderful to be here. Yeah. So uh, thank you for taking the reins. By the way, uh, golf clap to Compy for running the show here for the last couple of weeks. Yay for me! But today <laughs> we've also got Shea Berland and Christian Feltz, aka Darkski, and all your base one, two, three, bringing up the rear. How's it going, guys? Who is this guy? Who's this guy? Yeah. What's going on? How quickly my name is forgotten. Just walks (laughs) in here like he owns the place. Yeah, what's going on? I do own the place! (laughs) Walks in off the street like this is what you guys are doing. This week, we talk item updates and some lessons on being a human being. But first, the Collegiate League program is now live, allowing college clubs to organize their ranks across the nation with some help from Riot Games. So, is this an attempt to create a structure for competition outside of professional play, or just another outreach to college students that, in all honesty, should probably be studying? Oh, come on, college. You don't have to study in college anymore. Well, but isn't that the problem, Compi? Yeah, but at least now they can be doing something productive, like playing League of Legends. Instead of, you know, just drinking and going to clubs. Now we're going to have all these business majors playing League of Legends? Yeah, no, and I want that to to be on, like, uh, resumes. You know how you want to list, you know, when you're fresh out of college, they want you to list all your extracurriculars. You know, you could have been treasurer of the uh, LOL Of the League of Legends club? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Or, or, you know, AD carry. With... <laughs> I was the, uh, you know, number one AD carry for uh, the League of Legends club. Yeah. Do you, th- do you think that, like, pro players have that on their resume? They're, you know, if they actually have to go back and get a job. Like, think about pro players who get displaced. Um, I did, uh, you know, year and a half and a couple of summers at the local burger joint. A couple of seasons of retail. And, uh, oh, yeah, I was also uh, the AD carry for a uh, quarter of season two and uh, had some really good <laughs> results there. 
<laughs> what would you fill in those fields with like the you know describe what you did or what were you responsible for? your your accomplishments <laughs> it's like yeah. i accomplished a solid six to one kd ratio through the final months of season two in competitive play yeah, <laughs> yeah. um i, I, I mean, wish i could put that on my resume yeah seriously <laughs> amazing <laughs> The, the one thing that kind of came along with this announcement was they did a little mini feature on Texas. Yeah, is this part who's where you been leading about Texas? the charge? Oh, yeah. Well, now we know why Compi brought this up. Yes, Texas with the Lone Star Clash, and it's all like completely run from you know the ground up amateurs. So Texas rocks. Well, and this isn't the first time. Uh, to be fair to the college League of Legends scene, this isn't the first time that there's been, uh, you know, colleges getting together and doing stuff for League yeah, of like Legends. Ivy Law. Yeah, Ivy yeah. Law is a, you know, it's a real thing, and I mean they have their hiccups and a whole bunch of other problems, but uh, I mean it was a real thing, and I, I liked seeing that. I mean, the, I think the first time we ever ran into fans of the podcast while we were playing games was an Ivy Law team that we played against, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, they wiped the floor with us. I think you rem remember <laughs> it quite correctly, actually. You're like, oh, you guys from Low Elo? Slaughter. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Now, I mean, it's pretty transparent what this program is. It's, uh, you know, basically it's Riot Games putting it out there that if you want to start up a LOL club and put in the work to making that happen at your college or university that they will find a way to support you that's appropriate to your goals. But where mind mind goes is turning it into something more because if you've got clubs forming, that opens up the opportunity for more organized competitive play on the college level. Because before it was just like, oh, well, we want we're going to make a team, there's really no official rule for it, so we're five guys that happen to go to school of mines in colorado so we're going to be the league of legends school of mines team mm -hmm. now we can have officially endorsed uh you know the school of mines or stanford university's league of legends team you know official through the riot channels and everything and then they could have their sponsored five players who come from their club's ranks competing in competition against other people in the co uh, collegiate scene yeah, and I think it's kind of the, I, I hope Riot really supports them and helps them out because it's, it's the same way that uh, rugby is done, collegiate rugby, because it's a club sport. Like, you have to pay dues, and uh, but it's all run by USA Rugby, which right. is the rugby organization of USA. <laughs> so, you know, I hope Riot can help them maybe, like, with scheduling, if they can get, like, a schedule going. And they've had, they've always had people at riot who were like this was part of their job was to like college outreach mm -hmm. so i think now maybe giving them a little bit more support is gonna help with the competitive play and and now that there is a legitimate pro scene i'm wondering if we'll see a draft yeah well i think it uh, the pro scene has been legitimate for a while i think what what's really come about recently that helps is a pro season you know, a right, well-defined right. pro season with schedules and everything. Um, and, and I agree with you. I think that the role that Riot can play in all of this is uh, providing infrastructure. You know, providing all of these teams with unified tools 
that they can use to get a hold of each other, coordinate and play and, you know, allow Riot to use uh, whatever software they'd like if they want to actually write something and allow them to schedule between these uh, teams or between these uh, clubs, not just their individual events and help them manage their own calendars for their for their local teams, but also to schedule, you know, scrimmages against other teams in other cities. And then, uh, and, and like you said, that will lead to a legitimate club scene where you can have, you know, the Stanford League of Legends club playing against whatever other League of Legends club might hypothetically they might go up against. I think another thing is that it will unlock a lot of otherwise non-esports fans. Then if you don't want to get into like the pros, if you don't like the pros, you know, or whatever, it's a lot easier to be like, oh, hey, University of Texas is playing Texas A&M oh, in right. League of you Legends on Saturday. Let's watch team. that. Yeah, yeah. You know, that that's my school. That's cool. Yeah. You know, I go to class with these guys. So Exactly. I mean, and, and that's actually a good point, because right now with the current pro scene, I mean, like. I get excited about TSM purely because I like TSM and I could disown them at any moment. Yeah. Yeah. You know, exactly. Because, because they don't really like all the, all the TSM represents that I enjoy is, you know, kind of an, a certain irreverence. Like, you know, if they had a league of legends team for each school out there and, you know, the schools that I've been to in the past, I could get behind that and I'd dump them in a second and just watch them. Oh yeah, yeah. Think about uh, alumni donations. Well, I think uh, the clubs need to be thinking about that. All right. Well, a lot, a lot of possibilities there, and I kind of like your comment about a a draft, but I think we're a ways <laughs> off from that. Um, I think it's more likely that we see. Yeah, our... That sounds amazing. Um, nothing like that in Australia yet, sir. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm here, right? If you want to, you know, get a foothold in Australia, yeah, I'm free. <laughs> uh, we we all know that Riot's got to have a plan for Australia. It just might not involve Australia. <laughs> L- let's face it. Australia doesn't make it easy to take root with video games. Well, ESL Australia has partnered up with Riot now, so for That's some good. events. So it's it's at least starting finally. Yeah. Maybe in a few more years there'll be a Australian pro team. I was I was just gonna say so when when uh, ESL holds a League of Legends event in Australia, what teams show up? Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I should have looked this up before I mentioned it. It's like the Queensland Dingoes. I <laughs> and oh the God. Brisbane Kangaroos. That would be amazing. <laughs> I, I would show up to watch some Kangaroos play League of Legends. There, I think there's there's a lot that needs to go on in Australia before we see a, a pro scene really develop there. And and I think it starts with having, uh, and I hate to say this because I don't want to lose you from the North American servers, but I think it starts with localized uh, servers. Next year, next year, hopefully, the um, <laughs> it's we're all being upgraded to fiber optics soon. So, all right. Right. Maybe servers will not cost, you know, a human oh, kidney. A right. Yeah. Right. Okay, well, let's move on then to uh, some 
slightly more tangible items, a little bit less pie in the sky. We've had some changes to items. We actually had an addition of a new item in recent weeks here, the Seeker's Arm Guard. So let's uh, hit on these. In fact, why don't we just start with the Seeker's Arm Guard. Um, now, I play most of my role in the jungle, so I don't really see this item very often. But who here has had a chance to play around with it? Is it a mid item? Is it a support item? It it's it's a mid it, item, right? It it's for an AP that's going up against an AD. It's not necessarily mid anymore. It can be top right, as well. But right. With a it's it's pretty good. Yeah, it, it's it's, it's like a BF BF sword, but for armor. Yeah, armor and ability power, and it it stacks slowly as you get minion kills. Right. right. So it it can, it's a nice if you find yourself going up against uh, AD mid, you can pick up a Seeker's Arm Guard instead and work towards your Zonia's Hourglass. It's, it's a really nice early game counter to AD mids right now. And it works. Like, it, it actually performs in that role. As much as it can with the prevalence of armor penetration. Okay, okay. Is it, uh, is it better than a Haunting Guides? I think they perform different roles think so yeah I mean, the, the uh, haunting guys is that way to you know have uh ap damage plus some durability with some hit points yeah but you will probably find yourself getting both in a lot of cases mm. they're not mutually exclusive gotcha so one one complements the other and who knows maybe we'll actually see people turning haunting guys into a leandries sometime soon here with the changes coming through to that too uh, possibly that, Anybody else had a chance to try this guy out? No, man. I play support. <laughs> I also don't drive a golden car and have a, you know, a rocket house. Can't, I you're saying you can't afford that <laughs> that stuff. Yeah, man. Okay. Well, then I'd... why don't why don't we, uh, since, since you brought it up, why don't we hit up Homewrecker? Because uh, talk about an item that like, Riot just doesn't know what to do with, right? What's an Homewrecker? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, Omrecker was originally introduced as a tank item with an activate that allows you to turn a tower off for a few seconds. Um, unfortunately, for, for some reason, nobody really told uh, Riot that the more effective counter, existing counter to uh, tower damage, is just to buy health and armor. Especially health, of which there is an abundance right now. And that way you don't have to press a button with a conditional that's only good under tower. You have a nice big buffer of hit points that's going to be good in any fight. So they turned around, they uh, made it so it builds out of a... What does it build out of now? A uh, uh, Ruby Crystal, Blasting Wand, and Philosopher's Stone. There you go, in a Philosopher's Stone. And they're calling it an aggressive... AP and support item. I mean, oh that right there, I like the sound of that. Aggressive AP support item. I mean, yeah. that, that's... That's because you play Sona and steal all the kills. That's what I want. Well, I want to do damage to the enemies. I'm sorry if I steal the kill in the process, but you know what? A kill's a kill. No, you're not. You're not sorry. <laughs> I just want to... I'm Coffee, my intentions are I want to like, get them loaned up, but more than often, or the majority of the time, I end up killing them, whether it be intentional or not. Well, no, it, 
it seems like the riot is trying to address the support problem with more options in the item department. And this is just an example. And it, it, the support problem is not that they're for a lack of choice. There's like, I feel like I need six more fingers on my left hand to play support now because there's an active item for every slot. Except that you don't actually get to buy any of those. Yeah, no. If if you are a support and you get to fill up your inventory with, with Ohm Wreckers and Ionian or Lockets of the Iron Solari and Aegis and... I mean, the game should be over, will be over by then. And yeah. you would be winning very hard. <laughs> Well, what, an, an interesting side effect of uh, wards in Season 3, you know, having the Sight Stones and all of that, is that you hit a threshold where, I mean, yes, there's the lower levels of ELO play where people are buying a Sight Stone and they think that's good enough. And we've talked about that, how you need more. Um, but I think Riot, for some reason, the, 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 the thought process was, and a lot of us were thinking this, was that you put out something like Sightstone, which is essentially in effect over the course of a game. It's a gold per 10 item that drops down wards. Um, you give support that, and then they'll be able to buy other stuff because they will ward the same way they used to. It will just cost them less. Yes, but the, te- the advantage well, what- of... What happened, though, was that they took that and they were like, oh, well, great, I can get this and then buy wards and ward even more. Yeah, because that is of a greater benefit to a team. Now we can see even more of the map for the same price. Exactly. Exactly. And so the the unintended effect was, you know, and they gave them all these great items that no supports are buying. The end effect was that you have all of these items that aren't being used and supports that are running around with even fewer items because it's become so much more economical for them to throw down wards. Yeah. And, you know, I'll harp on it again. Edward buying a Doran shield and a Kindle gem, ending the game with it. That's <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. And I, everyone, nobody likes the fact that support is a ward bag. You know, nobody likes that. So the site stone was meant to address that, but now they're adding all these extra options that still aren't as good as wards. And it's like, it feels like to me that Riot is a little bit out of touch when it comes to this. So, okay, so then let's help them out a little bit. How do we fix it? uh, How, like, let's armchair developer here for just a second between the four of us. And if we have to, we'll rope in the community. How do we make support more fun? I don't think the issue is fun. I think the how issue do we, is how that... How do we make support able to take advantage of all of these stupid items? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, hmm. Because, I mean, if, if I'm led to believe what all... Like, all these items come out and immediately my thought goes... Well, shoot, support players must love pressing one through six because that's the option that Riot has given us. Yeah. Pressing the number keys. Yeah, and it's like, 
Uh, I don't know if it's it's re- going to require like a change in the meta, but you know, pickpocket. I mean, it. I don't know. I have no idea. Honestly, is, is there room? Is there room in an evolving meta for a support that plays aggressive, buys items, and doesn't ward? I mean, it seems silly to me. I don't think that you... like. I, I feel like aggressive support would be a detriment to the team at the co- if it came at the cost of wards. Well, remember all the Rengar play I did, all the times Darkskin and I did... I mean, we did fine, and we shared the ward burden. Right. You know, whoever had the money at the time when we went back would buy, pick up a ward. Well, yeah, and, and warding remains the whole team's responsibility. It's just that it's, you know... Everyone else gets one or two, and the the support gets a sack of them. Right, and but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think uh... <laughs> you really put us on the spot. With this. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, I mean, I hadn't thought about it before, but how do you fix it? And the, there's no easy answer. Because anything you do to try and take the pressure off of the support for wards monetarily just turns into them having an ability to buy more wards. You know what you know what you do to fix it? Hmm. Remove wards from the game. Done. Fixed. Hmm. Do you I still feel like there might stones? be a few flaws in that plan. Why? What's the flaw? Tell me. That pushing becomes even more risky because there might be a jungler in the bush? <laughs> map control we need it <laughs> well, well i don't know i'm i'm actually warming up to this because why do you need map control like map control is a good thing to have but do we need to enable teams to have it well if you did take away wards champions with reveals like teamo or you know, traps are going to become the most sought-after champion, they'll be OP because of that. Do you really want to get Teemo nerfed again, Jeff? Is that what you want? Well, but you can balance around that. It's easier to balance out a single champion or a handful of champions than it is to balance an item that everyone can buy. Well, the uh, look how they dealt with on Twisted Tree Line. Yeah. The, uh, the That's true. They just got rid of it. The lantern thing. Yeah, and... That now detects traps. Yeah. Actually, that that's a really good example. All right, I'm I'm warming up to this. I I, f- I, mean, I feel like they must have tested this. Yeah, it, it's what is it? Riot seems to be drumming the meta into us, especially with the new like lol esports, with giving everyone the position title and like even yeah. the T-shirts that have all the position titles on them. Yeah. But you know, remove wards from the game. It's going to make for a much faster paced, exciting. Unpre- more unpredictable game or it could go the other direction and people may get very timid and play super safe because they don't have information uh, but i think the that's the, the reward hey, sitting at your tower though and never pushing i mean that's that's gonna free up if you're the one pushed back all the time without wards that's gonna free up the enemy to do whatever they want yeah that's true that's true yeah, you know, okay. not having the river ward has not stopped me from pushing my lane. Just for the record, <laughs> I for one welcome this snow ward new meta coming in if it ever happens. 
wards. Or, or maybe something like dynamic wards on the map. What if... That if you walk up to it and you have 75 gold, you can immediately spend it right there and it constructs an in-place ward that you can have. And there's one... Nah. I'm not... I, I, don't, I don't like that. I don't like that because then wards become a static... They become very static and predictable. And, uh, <laughs> and they're not now. Well, no, because there's there are plays that can be made around wards and creative placement and things like that. Um, and, and I would hate to see them become something that it's just, you know, you rush to this area and you get to be the first person to build it. You know, like, I, I, I guess what I'm saying is I don't want it to become a site tower like in StarCraft. Right. I think that that would be a bad direction. I mean, could you do something like uh, eliminating wards, but keeping ward stones? Yeah, definitely. So that, uh, you know, you cannot load, like it's impossible to load up on wards because all you can do is buy a stone. And then you've got a certain number that you can use. And that way you can keep uh, items like wriggles. And you know what? Make that the... Uh... I want to say make that the 31st point in or in the uh, support tree. Because then on the other side, you've got everyone's going to buy the site stone, which... Good. Mm. Everyone yeah. gets extra mm. 400 health and a stupid amount of wards. <laughs> I know. <there's laughs> everyone having... That's three wards per... That's 15 wards on the map at a time. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little ridiculous. Oh my god, I I don't think we have the resources to tackle this problem. Let's uh, we'll get a congressional committee together, and uh, yeah, that'll solve it. Yeah, and and then we'll give them an ultimatum: solve the ward problem by the end of March, or all wards are canceled. We'll call it the uh, the site cliff. <laughs> <laughs> The ward ceiling. Oh my god. Uh, Alright, well, th there's one other item that I wanted to go into, but this is really just kind of a PSA. Um, and that is, Chalice of Harmony's got a change here. By the time you're listening to this, this podcast, it's been changed. Uh, Chalice of Harmony now builds Null Magic and two Fairy Charms. So, you, once again, appropriate for you to go double Fairy Charm start as an AP. Or support. Or as a support. Because you can get two fairy charms and I think two wards. Yeah. Um, yep. but, but I think that's a good change. And other, otherwise, Chalice of Harmony is 880 gold, null magic, two fairy charms. Go for it. I think Chalice is an item that deserves more play. And I like that idea. I mean, it kind of goes back to way back in season one when I used to buy a, a mana manipulator all the time. Mm -hmm. Like when I played support, because I always had that man all the time. I mean, I, it was just such a clutch item because, you know, as an aggressive support, you know, you're spamming spells all the time. You need that man all the time. And I'm glad now that I can, I can just buy two fairy charms and kind of simulate that. Right. All right. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah, good job. <laughs> so, other people, and playing with them, something that we're going to be doing a lot of with League of Legends, something that hopefully everyone has been doing a lot of, although 
Darksky, you and I were having a conversation not long ago how it turns out a lot of people out there play exclusively against bots. Apparently that's a thing. I I don't know anyone that does that, but yeah, apparently people do that. Yeah. Say this is a PvE game. Yeah, exactly. It's it's uh to be played co-op. And, you know, far be it from us to uh, criticize the way you have fun, by all means. But there's room for a lot of uh, meaningful social interactions out there where you probably aren't taking advantage or aren't going out and creating it. And uh, we talk a lot about being classy, but there's actually a little bit more to it, a little bit more that people could be doing. And that is, uh, instead of just being classy, why not uh, reach out a little bit? So... Where we wanted to touch today was treating others in-game the way that you would want to be treated in real life. So in-game, it's already, usually it's good enough, you know, you just kind of ignore the other people on the other team, let them do their thing, GG at the end of the game, and you're okay. Your teammates, you communicate with them as much as it takes to win, GG at the end of the game, and you're okay. They're you know, throw away, they're throwaway friends. You're never going to see them again, right? Well, what if instead of taking the viewpoint that these are all people that you're not going to see again and instead replacing it with a viewpoint that, uh, that you're only going to get one opportunity to leave a positive impression? How would that change your interaction with people? Yeah, and that's kind of one reason we created this, uh, kind of the mission of Low Elo, is it gives you that something, that little nudge to make you want to do that. Because all of us here, when we get in games, we want to share the love, especially with teammates. With enemies, you know, I've, I'm to the point now where I just have all chat off. You know, <laughs> I just don't even have all chat on. But with teammates especially, if we get into someone who we play with a random person, uh, you know, you get all you get all kinds. You get the rager. You also get the person who's like, who's obviously been beaten down by ragers, like the uh, some kind of abused spouse, and they make one tiny mistake, <laughs> right. and they're like, "I'm sorry." Yeah, <laughs> they have a they have a history of uh, they have a history of gamer yeah, abuse. Yeah, they've been a uh, internet abuse. Uh, but, uh, you know, and we're like, no, it's cool, man. You know, like, oh, I'm sorry. I took the kill. Oh my God. Don't worry about it. You know, and, and that, that is your chance. You know, when you see these, these people that are behaving in these extreme manners on one side of the spectrum or the other, uh, carry that low elo torch, man. That's what it's all about is to create a better social environment for players of the game where you don't have to hate yourself or f hate other people because of what happens in a in a game yeah and and the bare minimum of that is uh, that i think a lot of people have a handle on at this point the bare minimum is to create that environment for yourself you know to create that safe environment where you don't rage and as a result you're happier you know, where you don't get on your teammates or don't let your teammates get on you. And as a result, you're happier. So th what we're talking about is just that next step, you know, thinking don't rage because it's going to upset other people. You know, 
get along with your teammates and assist them because it'll make their day better also you know bring bring take it from being just uh you being an anonymous guy sitting behind a computer and enjoying a game and uh share a little bit make somebody's day doesn't have to be a big thing you know but uh reach out and have a meaningful interaction like in in a way that you might in real life you know say a please and thank you to somebody well and i know there are there are uh only maybe a tiny percentage of of summoners who are actually into the lore but that's kind of what the league of legends and the summoners code is all supposed to be if you look at uh the in-game currency in league of legends is called influence points the idea is that the more experienced of a summoner you are the more influence you have in the league will carry that influence over not just from buying runes and champions uh you know have influence over other players and in game, in game, in game. with your interactions with them be the experienced summoner that's helping these younger summoners you know become better not just at the game but uh you know better people yeah <clears throat> or you know provide for somebody who uh, is maybe uh been beaten down by the system that we all know and we all uh, have, have been talking about for a long time and uh, show them that there is something better out there and but give them the opportunity to interact with you beyond just that one game and when i say you i mean to interact with the, the community you know either you it doesn't mean you have to lead them to low elo or anything like that it doesn't have to be a religious experience but if you have if you can just say a couple of words that has an impact on them beyond that one game uh you've probably had a greater impact than most other summoners out there on the community that's all we're saying it's got kind of sappy didn't it i'm waiting a for, bit. for dark a little or, and or christian I, to say something i i <laughs> I think Darcy put it quite well when uh, he said, right before, the show, he, right before the show, when we were talking about the subject, he said, don't be a jerk. Well, but that's what I'm saying is that don't be a jerk is like level one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the beginning. <laughs> that's that's like, yeah, that's the beginner's level. And then we're, we want people to move to that intermediate course, which is be a cool dude. You know, sh- like share some chest hair. Yeah, share some chest. Yeah, I like that. Share some. <laughs> well, and chest we've gotten hair. tons of reviews and emails talking about how people are having trouble dealing with all their new chest hair. Pay it forward, man. Give some go. chest hair to, yeah. to your to people you meet in game. Yep. <laughs> Pay the hair forward. Wow. They're just gonna, yes. We're just going to get more emails because those people are going to get an abundance of chest hair. It's going to be a chest hair epidemic. Oh gosh! <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm washing my hands of this epidemic. Okay. Well, you shoot. We better we better move it on here. Um, last week, I wasn't here, so I'm going off of you know hearsay and conjecture. It sounds like people were looking for hints and tips, Q-tips on uh, how to play. In my opinion, the most worthless champion in the league right now. That being Nami. 
Um, how did that go? Yeah, we because got... I feel like this is like floating tips for Heimerdinger. Um, yeah, we got a lot of emails on suggestions on how to play or how to go against Nami. I, I don't think we had any suggestions on how to go against <laughs> Nami. They were all like, <laughs> how, to, how, to play, right? how to do that? This is easy. Because like, how to play Lane against how to play against Nami? You win. <laughs> how to play against Nami? Be, just just play gangplank and pretend you're a fisherman. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's. Do any of the Q-tips on how to play Nami matter? Well, like, will they have an effect? You know what? I, here's the one I chose that I think that that well, that I thought was the most helpful. Let's hear it. Um, well, maybe natural to only cast her Eid, her Tide Caller's blessing, on the AD carry. This may not always be optimal. During laning, it may be better at times to cast it on yourself or even a jungler if he is is ganking if that person is in a better position to utilize the slow and or get as many of the buffed auto attacks in. What? Well, did, here, did anyone here, catch that? Yeah. It, it, it's basically saying you don't have to always cast the E on the AD carry. Cast it on someone else who's in a better position to utilize the slow more. Oh, okay. Use it yeah. to harass. Yeah, it is to harass. And, you know, I I thought... it. I chose it because, you know, it. her E is really hard. If you're an AD carry and you get E by Nami, it, I mean, you don't really know it because a lot of her particles are very similar. So you don't know if you got the buff or not until you actually use it and see that you're slowing people. He, he, I think the point he's trying to get across is... Be, it's it's hard to communicate or like it's it's hard to uh, be a good teammate when you're Nami because she's very reliant on communication and in like a game like League of Legends where a lot of people are playing solo and duo queue, she's not really gonna pour a weight around. So this well, guy, but even even that though, I disagree with, and and here's why: because we aren't seeing her being played by professionals either where communication is, you know, huge, where they're already communicating frequently. I think if the issue was communication with Nami, that in in that that's the key and all of a sudden she's going to be a great champion, then, you know, the pros would be playing her. Hmm, perhaps. I think we're going to need to see a snowball's worth of buffs on cha- on honor before we really see anything come from her. She's just so underpowered right now. You know what? I, I got I'm doing my hundred game challenge with Nami. I I thought this was useful. I'm gonna try it myself. I got ninety four games to go. Oh, I'm sure it's useful. Don't oh, get yeah. me wrong. I'm I'm sure that that such a tip is useful. Any any tips are gonna be appreciated for someone who's trying to pick up Nami. I'm just not sure if the pain that you're going to endure, like you know, Darksky said. You use the E to harass, and that's really the core of what's being talked it, about here. Well, you use her W more to or harass, but... Use, okay, well, harass with Nami, but is the harass as good as any other support's harass? No. Right. Not, not even a little bit. Yeah. I, I think it's really just power levels. I think that everything is too slow and does too little on Nami. And we're not yeah. going to see anything appreciable come from her until they speed her up. And make her do more. I'd say buff up her stats and make her melee. 
Like seriously, yeah, yeah. Why the hell not? Yeah, just <laughs> give her give her Fizz's trident and be like, all right, Nami. You know what? You're a bruiser now. Well, not a bruiser, but like, like you, that's a great way to give lane yeah, like, presence. I mean, like a Tarek, yeah, Tarek, Tarek or Leona stuff. or you know that kind of support. Yeah. In fact, you know what? Fizz support. <laughs> Well, fish in you're the still getting lane. yeah. You're still getting the fish, so yeah. I mean, why play Nami when you can just play Fizz? Well, and, and I mean, on Fizz, if you're going to do Fizz support, you can close a distance for damage, and then you'll be able to trade out with his playful trickster. And at level six, you'll have a fast moving knockup. Yes. Wow. One that actually, lands and the, is useful. This sounds like a great idea. Oh boy! Summoner homework next week. Fizz support. I feel like that's something Compi and I have already done. <laughs> I don't think it is. Compi doesn't play Fizz. Well, no, I do though. Oh, well, <laughs> get to it. I know what we're doing after this show. Um, now, besides the Fizz homework here this week, uh, since no, in to an earlier conversation, since nobody knows what to do with it, uh, we'd like the community, you, the listeners to break out the duct tape, grab a couple of items, and tell us how you would redo Ohmwrecker. Because most recently, they took Ohmwrecker, they strapped a whole bunch of new items together, they strapped the ruby crystal to a, uh, to a scepter and, you know, see what they came out with. And I think we're universally, it seems, of the opinion that it's not going to make a lick of difference as to how often it gets used. So uh, what items would you strap together? and make out of an ohm wrecker how would you correct the problem of ohm wrecker besides just canceling it or changing entirely it's like it dead does? rising where you like duct tape the chainsaw to the like pole and <laughs> yeah to the broom <laughs> handle and yeah exactly <laughs> it's like the it's a canoe pad right you know uh, strap a strap an ohm wrecker to a uh, should build out of four giant belts. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It and it's, builds out and of its accuracy is it it uh, gives another giant belt. It's some every every <laughs> thirty seconds you can summon a new giant belt to put in your inventory. <laughs> it's it's active is is you turn into a tower and target the nearest uh, player controlled NPC target or minion in the lane. Or player. I like it. <clears throat> yeah, oh the turret mode. <laughs> exactly. We can we can call it uh, Zerus. 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 Just call it Zerus. Yeah, we'll just call it Zara. We'll just cancel that champion since no one's gonna play him and turn him into an item. But wait, what <laughs> if you, you can hit an activate and you can turn into Zerus? <laughs> what if you're already Zerath, then you ethereal chains, use Ermerica. Double turret? Yeah. Zerath. <laughs> Two turrets. Double, double barrel Zerath. Oh boy. Get on it, Riot. Yep. That's a great skin idea. <laughs> Zerath as a tower? No, no. Double barrel Zerath. Where, oh. like, it could, you know, he's like a giant robot or something. And he anchors down and, like, you know, guns come out, and he sh instead of shooting lightning, he shoots missiles. Battle cause Zera? <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, how awesome Again, would that be? Every week we provide Riot with a great skin idea. Yeah. 
or a great champion idea or a great mechanic. And every week, the check doesn't come. <laughs> and if it and if it so did we'll come, Jeff didn't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It probably that's true. It probably already has multiple times. You can speculate all you want, but uh, you can't prove that I'm not standing on a gigantic pile of money right now. It's true. Or you can't prove that I am. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm pretty you sure just, we could do that. You just can't prove anything. <laughs> do we, talking to my lawyer first. We can't even prove that Jeff really exists. I mean, has anyone you know, ever seen him? Anyone ever here ever seen me in the same room as another person? <laughs> exactly. Has anyone ever seen Compi and Jeff in the same room? I didn't think so. Apart from everyone that was at <laughs> Wait a minute, like, uh, I think more people have seen Dave and I in the same room than have seen anybody else here in the same room. <laughs> like we no, have... one, no one knows if I exist or not. I might just be a cleverly written computer program. And that you are... So, uh, speaking of cleverly written computer programs that I don't understand and sound funny, let's move on to our email. <laughs> I'm sure we've got a little bit of something coming out of the email yeah, this we, week. First one comes from Bill, a little success story. I was listening to your commitment episode, which was the last episode. We talked about commitment issues while playing a game of League. I was playing Cat. I decided to commit to a 1 versus 3 at our inhibitor. I won, and we ended up getting our first two turrets that game. I snowballed out of control, carrying the game and winning with an ending score of 47-4 and 24 and a pentakill. Thank thank you, oh Loilo, for my highest wow. kills ever in a game and my first pentakill ever. How, <laughs> is, how is many times went on in or that like, game? Is it, does it really count as commitment if you're playing against bots? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah we, were talk, we were talking about PvP, but, you know, hey... You got to commit to fights against bots too. <laughs> I mean, did, did he did he say that he was playing against other people? <laughs> no, he didn't. That's I mean, that's a crazy score. It is pretty crazy. I've seen uh, I've seen scores mm. like that though, and you know there might be a little embellishment, uh, but successful game resulting from our advice. So good on you, Bill. Although no one can prove whether or not you actually exist. Uh, next email comes from NZ Duck Lover. Uh, New Zealand I guess Duck so. Lover? Uh, another success story. A few weeks mm. back, none of my friends were online, and some people were LFG looking for group in the chat. So I signed on. We got Skype sorted and jumped in. Happy campers. Everything was going swimmingly, and we proceeded to get stomped badly. However, despite the beatdown we were getting, everyone was really positive, cracking jokes, laughing, and all-around hilarity. It was some of the most fun I've had with the game in quite some time. Thank you, Loilo. So, thank you, NZ Duck Lover, and uh, thank you guys in the chat for being cool. Yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to win to have a good time. It just helps. Yeah. We can all agree it helps. <laughs> uh, Sarawin has a question for us. I'm starting to learn the jungle since no one else on my team wants to, and I'm really enjoying it so far. What do I need to consider for my team comp when picking a jungler, and what kinds of runes and masteries do you recommend? Oh, 
I like jungle questions. <laughs> I wonder why. Um, now, runes and masteries, I actually go with the philosophy that you want runes and masteries that allow you a, an efficient clear while putting you in position for a gank and that provide you whatever defenses you need late game. So I'm, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm a big fan of, among other things, uh, ma uh, sorry, not mana, but... Uh, uh, Armor? Gosh, magic Arm defense. Magic resist per no. level? Magic, magic resist per level, thank you. Uh, magic resist per level, because that becomes very important usually later on in the game, but your mileage may vary. Um, but specific advice that I would give you as far as team comp would be to base your jungle decision off of the off of what the other lanes can bring to a two or three man fight and so so for example for example i know that if darkski is going to play cassadin that i will be able to provide him better ganks if i play warwick than i will if i play fizz and the reason is, is that even though Fizz might be able to provide him an earlier gank, Warwick will be able to get in there and lock somebody down for the amount of time that it'll take Darkski to go and obliterate that person. Now, on the other side, if Darkski is going to play Lux, then I'd rather have somebody like Fizz or Vi, who's going to dish out more damage, because Lux will play the role of locking that person down. So look at what it is each lane, and you, you know, make those same evaluations when you look at the other lane combos, your supports and your AD carries and your top lanes, and figure out what it is that they bring to the fight and what you'll need to bring to ensure that a gank is successful. And then plan around. Now, I have a follow-up question for that, Jeff. Um, do okay. you ever consider late game comps? Like, where, where, cause you know, all of that's laning phase, right? So what kind of considerations yes, do you make in your picks for a late game team fight comp? Um, usually if we're, if we're talking about late game, um, now, because I'm a little bit more limited in some of my picks, the value of the jungler is going to fall into two places right now, at least in the current meta. Either you're going to become someone who's going to soak up a lot of damage and do a lot of initiating, or you're going to attempt to like melee carry out of the jungle. Um, and those are your two, the two most reliable options you're going to see in the current meta. And that really, the, the decision there... I almost entirely base it off of uh, what the top lane does. So if the top lane is going to be a champion that has the potential to carry the team, I'll build tankier. Um, or, you know, or, or I'll plan to be tankier and I'll pick somebody who's going to be tankier. But if the person going top lane is going to be very tanky, somebody like uh, a Shen or a Malphite or a, a Singed, then I'm going to load up on a little bit more damage because that's what our team is going to need late game. They're not going to need, you know, Buku tanks running around the map. They're going to need just a little bit more damage um, if the disruption's there. There's a lot of other considerations that go in, but that's kind of the basics of it right yeah. there. 
So my considerations don't really come in in champion selection. They come in with build during the game. Yeah, and and there's also, if you're just getting into jungling, I would like to add, as I guess I would call myself an amateur jungler, um, <laughs> you know, pick someone you you like and you're good with. I mean, that should always yes. come first. One reason Jeff is picks Warwick a lot is because he's really good with Warwick because he likes Warwick. Well, I've been picking him less and less, though. Yeah, but if you're just starting out I've, there's jungling... there's a new love in my life. Yeah, well, Vi, yeah. <laughs> just play Vi. Yeah, if you start out jungling, like, you know, pick someone and... Just, just pick, pick Vi. Vi. Okay. But no, that don't pick someone that you enjoy. Just pick Vi, because you know you're going to like it. All right, anyway. <laughs> Last question here from Justin. This is a woman question. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. Do we have any women here? <clears throat> Christian? Um, no. Maybe. All right, let's hear it. <clears throat> this comes I'll from Justin. He says, okay, so I just recently started okay. a relationship with a great girl, and we are already <clears throat> living together. Problem is, I'm addicted to League, and I ideally... Again, two I, ideally, I would like to get her involved in the game so I'm not ignoring her for countless hours or going somewhere else to play. Oh, have her pull oh, up a chair. She Do you guys it. have any tips to maybe get her interested in playing without me looking like a total jerk who would rather play lol than spend time with his girlfriend? Um, um, I actually... <laughs> Yeah, go go for I, it. I, I have that because I've I've got I've got an answer to this too, you know. But uh, <laughs> that stems from experience before we even started the podcast. But I want to hear what uh, Christian's got to say. All right, so yeah, I've been with my girlfriend for almost <clears throat> a year now, and she knows that I play a lot of League of Legends. She understands that. Like, whenever she talks to me on Skype and she doesn't get a response, that usually means I'm in the middle of a wall game. Don't disturb him. <laughs> but you know it's she's not really interested in you know starting a game but that doesn't mean you know you could bring a little bit of league of legends into you know into just like just to talk about it like on the side maybe because i i got her to play like one game and her like immediately she like absolutely despises tristana just because of her voice <laughs> So, like, every time I get in a conversation with her, she's being kind of, like, uh, 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 I don't know. I like to troll with her. I, I pretend I'm talking, like, Tristan. And she's like, oh, my God, girl. It's just, like, these little fun things you can do with her. Um, but her favorite champion, even after me, like, she saw me play once with Skarner just because it reminds her of Pokemon. But, yeah. Not, so, my point is, I mean, you should, you should, uh... Have her, you know, have her watch you play some games. Just, just so that you have some quality time together. I mean, if no, no, definitely oh, no. Do it right. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna follow this one up. I'm, I'm gonna go the complete if different route. If she doesn't have any interest in the game right now, I would not go out of my way to generate an interest. That's probably not the answer you wanted to hear. But my experience says that, uh, you know what, if she if she's not interested in the game, don't feel like you need to involve her. Um, I mean, of course, if she happens to be watching you play or, uh, you know, watches you go watching esports or something like that and has questions, hey, you just got an opening. 
guess what? She's interested. But otherwise, I have a feeling, if you guys have brought it to the point where you're living together, she probably understands that this is your time, this is your hobby. She's probably got things that you're not interested in, that she does, and that's healthy. It's nice to have things in common with each other, and that's the basis of a good relationship, but it's also important to have hobbies and interests that are unique uh, but, uh, to yourself. Oh my god, shut up. No. Don't have no. don't let her turn uh, okay, this back fine. around on you, man. Say, "Yeah, playing league is more fun than spending time with you. Maybe you should try to make me spending time with you more interesting." Bam. I I think that's bad no? advice. And then when you're single, you'll yeah, have exactly. more fun playing League of Then when you're single, you, this won't even exactly. be a problem. But if yeah, no, I, I don't, I do not endorse the position of you know going out of your way to try and get her to play the game with you or anything like that. Because that looks kind of pathetic. Um, if you're all the time, if you're all the time, it, like really, just try it. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> I mean, if if she's interested, then whatever. But uh, if it sounds to me like you play a lot of League of Legends, you've got a great relationship, things are going well but she has zero interest in League of Legends, let it be. Just let it be. Let, you know, she doesn't need to be interested in everything that you do. That can get annoying. Except, yeah. Well, there's Don't. also got to be balance in other portions, just like, you know, you can't yeah, always Get out be now before it's League. too late, man. That's my, that's Compy's advice. <laughs> all right yep okay i'm just oh boy forget everything i said girls yeah, are dumb no girls allowed man who needs them anyways <laughs> get someone call steve the league of legend yeah get right him in here. <laughs> you know you may have been you, you've been seeing her for a little bit but you've been seeing us for the last year who's always going to be yeah. here for you buddy lol of the girl we're not going to complain when you don't spend time with us. Well, well yeah, we might complain. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but, you know. Oh, boy. <laughs> I feel like this segment just went horribly just... Yep, it, emails you know, that's are done. We, no that's more not, emails. We've gotten several emails like this, you know. Like, well, it, that's probably why it's important that we address it. But yeah, here's the okay. You know what? Here's the grown-up answer. Here's the funny thing about relationships, folks. They're with other people. Those other people are real. Every single one of them is unique and has their own needs. Any advice that we provide you comes with the fact that we have zero information as to what that situation is, and you should probably be prepared to make your own mistakes and your own decisions and learn from them. And if this is a person that you're spending a great deal of time with, there's a good chance that they'll be willing to allow you those mistakes, allow you to learn from them, and move on. Congratulations, you're in a relationship. Have fun. Oh, God. Oh, God? Oh, nothing. Get out before it's too late. <laughs> Girls are dumb. No girls allowed. Someone tell Rin. Get rid of slimy girls. <laughs> yeah, cooties. Girls are gross. <laughs>
There's a good title for the for this there, episode. That was the day we lost all of our female <laughs> viewers. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Nope. We're done with emails. No more emails ever. <laughs> What's an email? Yeah, exactly. Let's go on to some other form of robotic communication that we don't have to go back on. Um, do we have any iTunes reviews this week? Uh, yes, we have 488 five-star reviews, but we already read the most of them, so let's read the latest ones that we haven't. All right. This is a good plan. Why right. like haven't we done idea. this before? I don't yeah. think reading 488. <laughs> I know. This is so more. much better than dating girls. Right, we got a shout-out from Zach Brando, uh, Dr. Ninja Llama, Sticks is Amazing, Electric Type. Uh, we got one from uh, that's Stopping... A, that's a Pokemon reference. I'm guessing so. Either mm. it's definitely it's not a fire type, grass type. No, it's an electric no, type. It's an electric type. Yeah. Uh, next one from Stopping Orphans who writes, This podcast has Jeff Wyckoff, which makes it innately sweet and worth five stars by itself. But once I start listening, to it is truly when the magic starts happening. I assume this podcast creates powerful lupin pheromones as I was immediately approached by swarms of women attempting to plunder my voluptuous body. Five stars. Yeah, share the chest there, man. Sir, why are you making accounts? (laughs) You you finally got your mom to write a review? Or your brother or something? I don't know who this person is, but uh, they clearly have good taste. and, uh... And goes by the username Stomping Orphans. Thank you, Stopping Orphans, for that very sensual... How much did Jeff pay you? That graphic (laughs) glimpse into your private life. You, too, can be the center of attention of throngs of women by listening to... And I bet those women don't complain about not spending time with them. (laughs) I bet they play League of Legends already, so it's not even a problem. All right. Next. You know what? That was the piece of advice we completely skipped over right there. Just skip all of the advice that we gave about getting your girlfriend interested or not interested or space or whatever. And only from this point forward, like one, clean slate, get rid of the girl. Two, only date girls who are interested in League of Legends. Did we not just solve that guy's problem? <clears throat> Yeah. Uh, yes, that's exactly what you just did. Yep. Well done. <laughs> I'd call for a golf clap, but we already gave one of those out today. <laughs> I'll give you a finger snap. Ooh. All right. Wow, uh, sassy. Yeah. Where was I? What were we doing? Oh, yeah. I, I <laughs> Oh, my. Uh, <laughs> all right. Next, we got Mallow Boys. Oh, my God. Thank you. I got Anime. Uh, I'm cheating on you with Caitlin. <laughs> okay. And last but not least, the man with no tan who writes, what can I say? The hosts of this podcast are the type of players that make LOL such a great game. The podcast is great and everyone should heed their message. Be sensible and enjoy the game without being toxic. Thank you, the man with no tan. <laughs> and thank you, everyone else who gave us a review this week. High fives all around. Yes. Five high fives. One for each star. 
Thank you very much, guys. We really do appreciate it. Um, whenever you leave us a review on iTunes that uh, you know increases the credibility of everything that we say, every time you pop in, leave a comment on the website, uh, and you know show the community that uh, you've got something to say about the episode, all of that goes a long way to getting the word out there and uh, helping us spread the love. So thank you very much. We really do appreciate it. If you want to get a hold of us in the future, you can, of course, leave us cryptic messages and hope that we go on an adventure-filled, fact-seeking mission, Da Vinci Code style, pouring through the notes that you leave in iTunes reviews and comments and the like. But it's probably better if you try and get a hold of us through Twitter. I'm available as Eat Gamer. Dave is low elo Dave. Christian is all your base one two three. And oh no, he's not. He's CTF nineteen ninety because that makes any sense at all on Twitter. That's and Twitter name and Shay is that darksky guy. You can also email us, and we encourage you to do so. Send us all of your, uh, you know, <laughs> relationship questions. <laughs> Uh, success stories, more relationship questions, uh, stories about how much uh, chest hair you've got, and, of course, your other relationship questions. Send those to team at lowelo.com. I think maybe we'll start up like a Dear Abby at lowelo.com. See where that goes. Um, but you can do send us... Do not play you with you Pandora's to. box. <laughs> we'll do... We're going to do a uh, Summoner's... Summoner's Love Line podcast. Ooh, there we go. Uh, you know how they have those Christian dating sites? We should have League of Legends dating yeah. sites. League of yeah. Legends dating site? Yeah. We'll <laughs> get like. We can run ads like, oh we have gosh. too many female members. <laughs> <laughs> Guys join free. Like, center your credit card. Yeah. <laughs> to verify that you're 18. Yeah, just. <laughs> and, and honestly, all it is is just an email form. It just <laughs> emails us your credit card number, <laughs> and then we sign over power of attorney. <laughs> then we just look at it because we don't really know what to do with it after that. But yeah, we got your credit card number. What's up now? Um, you can, of course, hit us up on the website www.loelo.com. Make sure you check out the stream. We've got cool content on there every day of the week in fact we're about to have some real cool content on there right now after this show which means uh in the past will already have happened sorry about that uh lowelo.com slash stream or just sorry that we can't control space and time is what that well sorry that copy can't control space and time you can also hit us up on the forums and uh interact with uh some of the other fellow members of the community all that available at lowelo.com. You can also check us out on Facebook. We've got a great Facebook community. We'll make sure that every single one of our episodes makes it up there, as well as other cool stuff. You find us at facebook.com slash community. They got it all, right? That's everything? In-game chat? Yes. yes. That. Oh, in-game oh, yeah, chat. yeah. Yep, in-game chat. Um, especially now, this is really important. If you guys are watching on the stream, make sure you pop into the in-game chat. Uh, in-game L O W E L O, Loelo two, Loelo three. Uh, as far as we need to go up, because they do fill up. 
but that's where we pick people out of to play on stream. And that's where all of our casters pick out of to play on stream. Yes, with us, with our casters, with other members of the community on stream, just like the pros. It's pretty cool. But you want to be in those chat rooms. It's also a really good place to talk about things and especially to uh, toss your name out there because you're looking for a game and you just want some people from the community to uh, pick up, hop on Skype, and play a few rounds with. That's where you'll do that. I also should note, uh, on when we're ta- as long as we're talking about the stream, uh, head over to our actual stream site. We're, we moved to Twitch recently, and uh, we could really use your help. Uh, a few follows over there would go a long way because we're trying to get the word out that we're now on Twitch. We had a really solid user base on own TV, but we all know what happened there. So find us on twitch.tv at twitch.tv slash low elo community, just like the Facebook, and give us a follow there. It's uh, free to sign up if you haven't already. You can turn off all the email alerts. I'll even show you how if you catch me in game. But uh, a follow there would go a real long way, and we would greatly appreciate it. Other than that, this has been episode 60. I'm your host, Jeff Wyckoff, a.k.a. I almost said a.k.a. <laughs> Copy 386. Like, it was so right on the tip of my Just further confirming <laughs> that you are both the same person. <laughs> a.k.a. Copy 386. That's uh, Dave Quarles, a.k.a. Eat Gamer. Oh, God. Not a- oh, my God. I'm going to get so many emails <laughs> to me that say, start, hey, Jeff, now, again. <laughs> yep. Hey, Jeff. <laughs> And we've also got uh, Shay Berland, a.k.a. All Your Base 123, and uh, Christian Feltz, a.k.a. CTF 1990, that dark ski guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm the international guy now. Yeah. I'm, I'm a stupid I want to say, guy, I'm glad, <laughs> glad you're back hosting the show, Jeff, because, you know, you keep us on topic. <laughs> You know, we didn't jump. Yeah, we didn't jump on around. Topic. We didn't, you know, spend too much time on one email or anything. <laughs> no, it's uh, uh, it's like it's riding a bike, isn't it? <laughs> just get right back into it. I think we spent. <laughs> I think we spent just the right amount of time on that dating email since it is Valentine's Day. Oh, that's right. Yeah. See, oh, it was it that was my plan. You mean forever alone day? Along. <laughs> Maybe for you, but that guy's got a girlfriend. Oh my god. And it's up to us to make sure that he has a girlfriend for as long as possible. It's up to us. And that she plays League of Sounds Legends. Sounds like a movie yeah, trailer. That's the yes. responsibility that it's we've taken us. on. We're like the A-team of nerd relationships. <laughs> I think you could just stop there. We're like the A-team. I think that's... Can yeah. I... No, no, but you, you can't just say we're <laughs> like not? the A-team. Can you I, gotta, can I you be gotta add team? context to it. Yeah. Well, actually, I think I think honestly, I think like Christians more are Mr. T. Well, I don't want to be on what the team if I can't be Mr. Yes, T. Yes, Christian well, is. But you're like face man. a big black guy. Yeah, I'm totally a big black guy. I mean, <laughs> and on that bombshell, thank you very much for listening, and don't forget, summoners, stay classy.
nothing we said or half of everything we said <laughs> was worthless. I, I think pretty much everything said was just like just like in a real relationship. <laughs>